This is a podcast. So before we go any further, I just want to um, make aware to the audience uh, that Jacob has matched me in baseball fandom to some degree. Okay. In the background of the computer <laughs> where we are recording, Jacob has the Red Sox Angels uh, game day on the uh, right. MLB.com going. It's just to keep an eye on the score because I saw it was tied. And uh, last night was a big game, big win for the Red Sox, 17-8. to After getting now, swept by the Orioles, it was a big comeback. We are in the beginning of May, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not like know, uh, game know. seven of a playoff series or anything? Well, but don't you watch every Dodger game on your I don't. MLB I like to, TV? I, 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 I watch a lot of them, yeah, right. but when I can. I think, uh, I think I'm going to be listening to a lot more of them, because like, I'll be working around the house. Right. Uh, we signed our paperwork yesterday, and hopefully are getting the keys either tomorrow or the next day. And my life will be, uh, will become homeworker guy. Homo? Homo erotic? I'll become a huge homo. Homeowner? Yes. I think that my baseball fandom throughout the season is sort of like an inverted bell curve. You know, it okay. starts out high in the, in the opening days, and then mm. by midsummer, all-star break, I'm not following every, you know, I'm not seeing every game and stuff. And then towards the playoff stuff, it obviously comes back full strength. I gotta say, I'm impressed that it's as high as it is now, because we are a whole month in. Like, it's not just the first week or two. Right. And you guys aren't doing very well. And I'm, I I like that that hasn't deterred you from your fans. I think it was, that's why it was good that last night was a big win, and it was also the uh, Monday night game on ESPN, right. so I could actually watch it. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so I was talking to Zach the other day, and he had a great question. I, Tell Zach I said hi. I will do that. Okay. Uh, I actually, on the way home today from work, I drove by our new house, as I frequently do. And uh, Jill was outside playing with Micah, so I was like, hey, and talking. Hey, howdy, neighbor. Yeah, exactly. It was nice. nice. I'm looking forward to that. should borrow a cup of sugar. Uh, I might. It'll be nice to be able to do that and have neighbors both in front and behind that I can borrow random things from. Too bad you can't borrow brown sugar from her. (laughs) But she's white. Indeed. Not a lot of brown sugar in that area. Anyway, uh, so Zach Zach frequently comes up with kind of, you know, Unique or or thoughtful pod or questions that could become podcasts. Okay. This situation actually wasn't even a podcast question. He just sometimes will send me a text message that's super random, mm-hmm. and sometimes it will lead to something like a, a a podcast topic. And and this is one of those cases. He he sent me a text message the other day and said, um, like, how unrealistic is it that these three men in Full House all, are all living together? <laughs> Right. You know? And so I said, well, I think uh, they were all, he said, were they all brothers or something? And I said, I had thought that, you know, the main guy, uh, Bob Saget, his character's wife had died. That's why he was left with the kids. And I thought that the other two Samos was her brother. I thought that both Samos and Coulier were brothers. The brother. I think Stamos was her brother. Too bad Kelly's not here. She would know. No, that, he eventually found out. And I, I think that funny man Dave Coulier was yeah. just like their friend. It was apparently he he is the Bob Saget character, Danny Tanner's like best friend. Okay. Which does So he a, lives with his like ex brother in law and best friend. Yes. Okay. Which is obvious in San Francisco. Yeah. Um and it, that did make more sense though, because I can see Saget and Coulier being buddies. Right. 
But Stamos is like the wild card, doesn't really fit, and so it makes sense that he would then be the some sort of family. Right. Thing. But him living there when no. he would be this like he's like he was like in a band and stuff. Right. Like he, he was totally totally with his a own, baby and right. yeah, he'd exactly. be out on his own, hooking up with chicks. Right. Yeah, there there's no way. Hooking up with Aunt Becky. <clears throat> Definitely. Aunt Becky. Um so it got us talking and thinking about what 80s sitcom, and I'm going with sitcom just because you add a whole new level when you get to the dramas and things like that, mm-hmm. had the most ridiculous or unbelievable premise. Because Full House was pretty ridiculous in the way they had this huge house right. in San Francisco, and you have Bob Saget. I don't even know what Danny Tanner's job was. Do you remember what it was? What He was on the morning, he was like a Matt Team. Lauer. He was like a morning oh, news guy okay. with, with Aunt Becky, right? She was the Meredith Vieira to his Matt Lauer. Really? I think so. Um, okay. And then you have Uncle Jesse, who is, like, struggling artist type guy. <laughs> Ne'er-do-well. And then you have, uh, Joey, Funny Man Dave Kooley, who's, like... He's, like, a cartoon voiceover? Something like that, who can't be making good money, lives in the basement. Just doing Popeye impressions all day. <laughs> doing his woodchuck stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Staying know Staying 100 that. yards away from a school. <laughs> exactly. His yeah, window living with, like, five kids in his house. Right. So... Well, the, the twins only counted as one. Okay. Uh, which twins? The Mary-Kate and Ashley, or... Yeah, were there other twins? Didn't later on, oh, when Uncle, yes. when, uh, Uncle Jesse. Jesse and Becky, didn't they also have twins? Did they? I think Did so. they just said they were actual twins, twins this time? Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if they had to hire quadruplet kids to play the twins. <laughs> probably. Because of those probably. labor laws. Um, they were barely on, though. Right. Uh, so anyway, what what do you think the the most ridiculous premise to an '80s sitcom? Because there were a lot, right? I I thought of a couple for you. Okay. Uh, one of them, I think you can agree. Small wonder. Mm. And can you remind me what the, that uh, was? It was Vicky the robot. Uh huh. And I I don't remember the details, but I think like the dad or someone built this built, robot right. that looks like a little girl, and no one knows she's a robot. Okay. I mean, come on. Yeah. How do you not know that she's a robot? Yeah. Plus, this was like the mid-80s. What was that? What was that robot? It was like Frankie or something. And it would, you'd put in like a different cartridge and it would talk to you. Kitty Ruxpin? No, 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 no. It looked like a robot. No, I can't remember his name. I don't know. Anyways, it was crappy though. It looked like, Mm. it looked like uh, the maid from the Jetsons. I mean, it was not like a, yeah, it was not like a, a humanoid looking robot. It was no Mr. Data. It was a robot. I feel like when we were young, we had a greater fascination with robots than kids nowadays. Maybe. I don't but think... maybe a machine that would do things for you was, like, more futuristic to us right. than today. It's just like, well, it's just like my iMac with a face, you know? I think that we liked... I think we liked robots that... Because at the time, they were super unrealistic. Right. And so any robot, even like a Rosie-style robot, we're like, oh, it's so cool, this robotics or whatever... Nowadays, I think it's all about making it seem realistic. You know, you have the dog that talks, right. that barks, or whatever, and you have the baby that cries and stuff like that. And I feel like it's all about trying to make it as realistic as possible. And maybe that's part of it. Is it's like if they're trying to simulate real life, why would you be as into that as opposed yeah. to? And it's kind of creepier, ro- right? As opposed to a robot that's so different from everything. Right. That's what's cool, right? Small okay, so wonder. small wonder. Uh, a little sci-fi-ish. Another one that was a little sci-fi-ish. Mm-hmm. Out of this world. That's the one that was on my list. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> the the legacy of Out of This World is really Is that, there a legacy? There is. Okay. I mean, it, it, that's, that's my go-to answer when people say, you know, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? It'd be the putting my fingers together and making the gay sign. <laughs> right. And stopping time. That's, you know... 
Whatever. The, uh, the gay sign that that we used in elementary right, school. Right. Because it was and, two penises touching. Exactly. Well, you have the, the universal symbol of the finger going into the hole. Right. As a man and a woman. So, right. obviously, if it's two, two fingers, gays, it'd be two fingers hitting against each other. Yeah. Right? I assume that's all they do. I think that's <laughs> what's going with, on in, in uh, Coulier's basement. <laughs> same with uh, lesbians. The two, the two holes. The two holes just hitting against each yeah. other. Slapping. Yeah. Um, I know that's another thing about Full House, though. There was no gay like main character. They didn't have a neighbor, yeah. a friend, or a shop owner, or whatever. You know that the the token gay. I guess it was too and early. You would, you would think that that you know. Imagine if they had been a little more. It was too early. If but if they had been a little more cutting edge, there's no reason that Coulier couldn't have been gay. Right. In he, fact, it's not like I bet today he would have been. It, yeah, it's not like he had some major female character that he was. I mean, right. there was no one with him, right? I think he was always just him watching just, Jesse and Becky get it on. Right. Him and his woodchuck pet, and, right. or puppet, or whatever. So yeah, I agree that if that was go, if that show was on today, he would be Uncle gay. Joe There's no reason gay. why he wouldn't be gay. Right. I mean, San Francisco. Right. Right. All right. So out of this world. Out of this world. And small wonder. And small wonder. Oh, bosom buddies. Bosom buddies. Yeah. Okay. Bosom buddies. Bosom. <laughs> bosom. Uh, that's pretty. I mean, I don't. I don't remember the details again. But but there was this high rise that Tom Hanks and the other guy really wanted to live in. But Peter Scolari. Yes. But it was like women only. Right. So they like. I know. We'll put tennis balls under our shirt when we go into the lobby, and people will think we're women. Now, what's more realistic? The idea that they could actually have an apartment complex that's just for women, <laughs> right? Or the, or the fact that uh, or the people fell for this, right? This uh, drag queen charade. It had to have been. Play- I don't know when that when that show started. But it had to have been playing off early of Tootsie, 80s. right? Yeah, I think it was that same era. I, f- I don't feel like there's a lot of men dressing as women in like a heterosexual comedic way anymore. You know, you have your RuPaul's Drag Race, but that doesn't count. Well, I feel like there's one-offs. There'll be like one episode of something where for some reason somebody has to. I wonder... Not every week. I wonder if Martin Lawrence as Big Mama killed him. <laughs> Right, I hope so. <laughs> or or the second Big Mama. Yeah. Or Eddie Murphy. it was still going good with Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, oh, that's right. Okay, you just blew my theory out of the water. I was going to say Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy, uh, mm. Tyler Perry. Yeah. It seems to be some sort of black comedian thing to dress up as a woman, but Robin Williams. And then in 30 Rock, you have uh, um, Tracy Morgan, Tracy Jordan is uh, something grandma, isn't it? Something know. grandma be tripping. What is it? You know what I'm talking about? I don't. There's like one adjective in front of grandma. Anyway. It's like a fake movie that he did when he was... I know. I was just trying to think what the adjective could be. Yeah. Crunk. No, I think it's is two, that two syllables. All right. It is an adjective. Crunky? Yeah. Okay, I have, I have one more okay. Uh, uh, okay. far-reaching I plot. I, I think I know what it's going to be. What? Who's the boss? It is going to be who's yeah. the boss. I thought about that. Too. I mean, not. it's not totally... Out of the ordinary, but but like this tough guy from the streets. A, I mean, it's it's admirable he wants to move to Connecticut for his daughter to go to school. I don't see it happening. No, B, not. he's not going to be someone's housekeeper. He's not going to be vacuuming the curtains. Right. Okay. It's it's. A little I think you also go with C. Despite his proclivities in real life, there's no way that Jonathan character is not peeping on the sister more often because they're not. Right. They're not sisters. They're right. They're roommates. Right. I mean, they kind of have a brother-sister relationship, 
But he knows she is not a sister. Here's she the other is thing. a burgeoning young female right. that he can spy on. Catherine Hellmond? Not very attractive. How is she banging all these guys every week? <sighs> it's the same question. as Rue McClanahan. That's a good question. I'm trying to remember the qualities of the guys because, like, were were they wealthy Connecticut guys? Or I feel I like they were so. more. I feel like they were more low class. No, one of like them was plumber and stuff. No? I think one of them was Leslie Nielsen. Really? Yeah, that's tremendous. And I think I remember him. I think he was like uh, he had a yacht or something. I remember him wearing like the blue blazer and the khaki mm. pants that obviously tell that people right. announce to the world that <laughs> yeah. I have a yacht. The official yacht owner's uniform. Maybe captain's hat as well. Probably. Um, yeah, I guess you know you get you get uh, men of that age that uh, are no longer being satisfied by their wives, and then you okay. get some horny woman who's willing to service that age of gentlemen. And yeah, but wouldn't especially if they were uh, a wealthier crowd, wouldn't they be going after the younger trophy wife or mistress and not I don't know if yeah. Granny Mona? I mean, come on. Yeah. But maybe they strike out. Wouldn't they be going after Judith Light? Mm. I don't know. She's a little mannish. What would it take to go? I know, especially now because she's on uh, Special Victims once Is in a she? while. It's like super hard ass bitch. I feel like she probably has really big hands. <laughs> she does. <laughs> don't you think? You look at her. I mean, she's tall. Yeah. I feel like she's got like hands that are not just a little bigger than mine, but much bigger than mine, and that's no good. I bet she does. Yeah. She's like palming basketballs. And, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get her in here for a podcast. <laughs> a handsy Not podcast. Not anymore. Now that I've... Like, ooh, I like that. Come a on. handsy podcast with Judith Light. Come on, Jay Light. Yeah. Um, so what do you want to go with there? I think I think out of this world, yeah. you have this obviously the stopping time, and then who... Who was it her, that's her dad? It's like a famous... Isn't it like Burt Reynolds. Reynolds or something? He did The Voice. Right. Did I don't think he was ever dad. actually on it. He was, you know, yeah. like, like Charlie and I Angels. think if they ever showed him, he was, like, in some futuristic space suit or something like that. So he was probably driving some sort of Trans Am space machine. <laughs> outrunning the sheriff. Let's hope. Let's <laughs> hope. Okay. Uh, now to get to the uh, crux of this podcast. Crotch of the... The crotch of this podcast. <laughs> there you go. Um, there are certain milestones in someone's life. Mm -hmm. I was actually, uh, looking back at, um, something I'd written probably in middle school, maybe, um, where I set goals for myself, huh. long-term, short-term, sort mm -hmm. of middle, middle term, things like, you know, graduate high school and, <laughs> and go to college, <laughs> yeah. uh, see a girl naked, things mm -hmm. like that. Some things I've done, some I haven't. Okay. Uh, and then my long-term goals, like, some of them were funny. It was, like, uh, discover breakthrough in robotics, bionics, or something like right. that. You know, like I said before, I was interested in the robots. Exactly. Um, Design robot that looks like an eight-year-old girl <laughs> and fool neighbors. <laughs> fool community at large with yes. robotic daughter. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so one of the things that made me think of it is, you know, now I'm going to be crossing off one of those, which is buy a house. Right. You know, own a home. Looking back at it, one of the one of the other things that was on my list was have children. Mm. And I think when most people, especially when you're young, you have you you make your list. You know, you get married, you own a home, you have kids. Right. And for a while, um, my wife and I were really interested in in having kids. And then something just kind of changed in us, and we both decided, no, not so much. Right. And to the point now that people say, oh, you know, when are you guys gonna have kids? And we say never. 
Oh, no, you will sometime. I hope that you you will. Don't worry. You'll so have kids. Like like, when, no, we don't want to have kids. It's like when people would ask Rodney when he's getting his braces off. <laughs> exactly. You just tell them never. Exactly. Um, and so I wanted to go on record today okay. with my explanation of why I am choosing to go away from the norm and choosing to not have kids. Okay. Now, is it possible that after doing this podcast, what's going to happen is Amanda will, like, miraculously become pregnant? Quite possible. Let's hope not, because then this will be on public record, so my future children will go on and say, Well, here's here's proof that Daddy didn't want you. If you believe in the reverse jinx, like I do, I think that you're pretty much setting yourself up. I'd say, like, later tonight, Amanda's going to come out with the pee stick, and it's going to be... Blue yeah. or whatever it is. I just I just won't have sex anymore. Obviously. Oh, that was a given though. Yeah. Um. Well, I've I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but we've actually talked about uh, going and getting the surgery done. You've talked about. I think I have. You've talked about your vasectomy. The, my March Madness plan. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I don't need to go into that again. Um. So basically, one of the, this is like a constant theme for she and I. When when we go out to Anywhere, really, but like dinner somewhere or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, inevitably, there's going to be some kids, and they're going to be loud and obnoxious. And Well, to be fair, you always go to Chuck E. Cheese for well, dinner. <laughs> I mean, part of that's on you. Yes. Uh, but we always give each other knuckles. We like just turn to each other, and it's like an involuntary response now that we're just like, you know, it means... It's the no s- kids, high yes. five. So yeah. glad that yeah. we are not dealing with this. So... Obviously, I, I, I don't hate children. I mean, I work well, with yeah. children for a living. But it's one thing to have it be other people's kids, and it's another for it to be your own. And with the, you have a, a clear exit, and it's someone else's problem. It's like, 3 oh, o'clock, yeah, yeah. bell rings, you're not my problem anymore, go home, you know. Well, the other thing is, right now, it's really easy for me to judge other people's kids. Hmm. And judge how parents are making mistakes. I am a perfect parent. Like I have made no parenting mistakes. You mean of like strained like as someone in the grocery yeah. store or oh, like they really our friends doing this. that have kids? Oh, I'm sure none of our friends are making parenting mistakes. So <laughs> You're it's like, be just strange. Uh, I think uh, Katrina is too rough on her daughter. I think Kat's doing a good job. I think whoever else has kids is doing well. Yes, Zach and Michelle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They're all doing great. I'd like to hear uh, you rank. <laughs> I'd like to hear you rank uh, people we know that have kids. How you think they're doing? Um. Hundred percent for all of them. Yeah, um, that's fair. But you know, it's one thing. It's like it's like when you're not in the moment. It's easy to say this is what you should do. This is what you should do. And then when you're actually facing it, and I understand the Monday that. morning quarterback. Exactly. When you're facing it, it, it's hard to deal with it with a level head and just right. say this is what needs to happen. Um, a lot of people tell us that we should have kids. People, you know, people who don't have kids say, "Oh, you got to have kids, the best thing." People who don't have kids. I'm sorry, people that do oh, have kids do. say yeah. say, "Oh, you got to, you know, I, I see them like stressed out and pulling out their hair and like yelling and going crazy and they're right. like, "Oh no, but really my kids are the best thing that ever happened to me." Right. And I say, "I'm looking at it visually and I I just don't see it." <laughs> I know. Um and I I think that they really just want me to get trapped in it and suffer like they're suffering yeah it could, i think it they're be. like no really this is so much better you just gotta do it and then you're in and they're like you're not out i, I mean once you're like, in and you have the kids i feel like having the kid is like uh like a slot machine like playing a slot machine for hour or like a uh like a gold miner 
You're like down in a cave and you're picking away at rocks and covered in dirt and shit all day. And then like once every three months you find some little like gold nugget. And you're like, oh, it's all worth it. You know, what is they're the like, gold nugget they're is? like, oh, you know, yeah, I got to change diapers and the kid's always crying and, and, and it's a big pain. I can't, you know, can't go out to dinner, blah, blah, blah. But, oh, when you're, when your child looks at you and smiles, like it's all worth it. And I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> for a smile. I don't Seriously. know. You know, Seriously. if I'm wiping someone's shit with my bare hands, but he's going to smile at me. No. Right. And that's no. the thing is like. From the moment a child is born, and it's not their fault, but from the moment a child is born, they just take and right. take and take, and right. they can't give, at least for a while, right? All they do is take, and so they get used to that idea of taking, and you're just giving and giving and giving and getting nothing in return. Is this selfish of me to say this? Yes, it is. I'm fine with that. Right. But you get to a point, and you're like, you know what? I'm putting in all this work now, but it's going to pay off when they're older and things like that. They get to a but certain how is age. it going to pay off? They get to a certain age when they can say things like, oh, I love you, daddy, and all this stuff. And maybe you get that a little bit, but they still, they still are super needy. They still right. want things from you. And they're still oftentimes ungrateful for the right. things that you give. You think, I can, you know, I'll do this for you and they'll really appreciate it. And they don't appreciate it. And you feel like, damn it, why did I even do this in the first right. place? I feel, like, I feel like at best they can pay it forward, but they're never going to pay it back. Like, at some day they'll have a kid and they'll be the one supporting them and doing all the stuff for them and, and whatever. But, like, I mean, look at us. You know, we're, we're grown men and homeowners and, and successful and whatever. And, and what, what do you do for your parents? What do I do for my parents? Right. I mean, yeah, once in a while, like, oh, I'll buy dinner tonight when we go out or right. something. But, like, right. There's no way. does that make up for college or, you know, supporting yeah, me for exactly. 18 years? Or I actually things? looked it up and there was an estimate that... And, and this is average, so I mean, there's some that are obviously a lot more and some that are less for those that are poor. The average cost per child over their lifetime, not including college, mm-hmm. $300,000. <laughs> wow. Um, that's how much we bought our house for. So rather than having a kid so... and paying that kid $300,000 for 30 years, I'm going to just buy a house right. and pay for that for, for 30, 30 years. years or for 18 years? Well, my house is... Is for 30 years. You know, it's a 30 years. But thing. I'm saying that figure is based on, like, getting the kid to graduate high school, right? Essentially. But so do you think that most... years, that's $16,666 a year. I don't make enough money to pay for that. Right. Yeah. Do you have that, like, every year just set aside well, no, to I give your kid? No. And it's not like I can take the time to go out and get an extra job and do that because then I'm not at home with this kid that I don't have to take care of. Right. I don't know. I, I that's why I think we got to be thankful for the fire stations and that <laughs> the safe zone where you can just drop them off. If you look it, at it at at a just as a cold financial perspective, which I do. <laughs> of course. Having kids is a ridiculously horrible decision. Right. Exactly. And I, I yeah, I mean, the likelihood of of getting equal payback for what you put forth is zero. No, there's a definite negative return on your investment. <laughs> I mean, the only possible way is they become super wealthy or win the lottery or whatever it is, and you get that financial return back. Right. And obviously, people will like, argue. Oh, I'm old. When I'm old and, and, and frail, my, my children will take care of me. I'll go right. and live with them. I don't want to be old and frail. Exactly. Just put me down. Exactly. Pull the plug. Yeah. I don't want to be the burden. I don't either. I, yeah. I mean, I'll be a burden to my wife. Right. I am right now, I'm right. sure. Exactly. Uh, I'll be a burden to my parents. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and I know that, that our friends that have kids or are going to have kids, like, 
maybe feel like we're attacking them in some way, but that's not what it is. It's not about them in this sense. It's about me and my right. my defense of my position. Do you, you know, you said people with kids always come up to you and say, oh, you guys should have kids. Do yeah. you ever go up to those people and say, you should not have kids? <laughs> I totally should. You should. Especially to parents that are doing a lousy job. I should be like, you know what? We'd all be better off if you weren't a parent. Well, right, like the welfare mom at the <laughs> grocery store or something. But, I mean, like, people you know. We when you're like, oh, Amanda and I are just going to pick up and, and go to Monterey for the weekend. Uh, oh, you know, we could never do that. We, we'd have to find a babysitter. You should not have kids. <laughs> Sucks for you to have kids. Yeah. yeah. Whose fault is that? Exactly. There's the fire station. Let's go. <laughs> so what if he's 12? He'll be fine. Right. <laughs> and that's the other thing. I'm dealing, as a teacher now, with pre-teens. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like they start out and they need, 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 and then they get to like two, three, four, and they get all crazy. Right. And then maybe you have some period where they're like sweet and growing a little bit, as long as you're raising them right, which let's face it, many parents today are not doing. Right. And then you get to this other age where they start becoming a teenager, and it's like they revert to when they were first born, and they give nothing back, and they're all like about themselves. No, they give like and... hate back, yeah, right? Seriously. The first, like, you know, first 12 years or whatever, yeah, when they'll smile at you or whatever, or like, you know, ride a bike for the first time, be all excited, and then it's like, hey, fuck you, dad. Oh, by the way, I, st- I need a new pair of jeans. Give right. me 40 bucks. <laughs> Give me this stuff. And <laughs> What? And, like, yeah, it's like the anger and, and spite back yeah. in your face. Like, you owe me. I kick him out. And I'll, <laughs> I'll kick your, yeah. Like, parents, I, I heard a kid. All right, you hate me. Oh, that's it. I heard a kid yeah. tell his dad that he was going to knock him out. If my kid, if my son tried to say that to me. I would say, I will prove you wrong. Right. And then I will take you to the hospital. I'd tie a brick around his feet and throw him in the river. <laughs> you think one brick's going to be enough? Maybe if he's like two, but... Maybe. <laughs> he might have a very it, wafy child. In theory. <laughs> um, so yeah, teenagers, man. It's like, ugh. It, right. I can't, even, I can't even imagine. You, you, watching the, mo- the show Parenthood. But what... And the, and the, and the teenagers there... You know what could be no worse, way. though? What if your kid was a total loser and, like, home all the time and, like, still, like, attached to your hip and he's, like, 16? You're like, God, go out and get some friends. Go out and, you know. It would depend. Go play Hey Mister and get drunk or if something. If it was a daughter, I'd be fine with it. Right. If it's, it's a double son, standard. Total double standard. Right. Now, I don't know what would be worse. Like, having a daughter, it's got to be having a daughter. It's got to be having a daughter. I mean, if I have a daughter and she's out there and... Any guy who, like, looks at her or touches her, I'm killing it. Like, well, I, there's no way I could handle a guy. And I know guys are going to look lustfully at the girl. You don't know that. For sure. Uh, your premise is that you're going to have an attractive daughter. Even unattractive girls get lustful looks. So your 300-pound mustachioed daughter is going to get lustful looks? Are we operating on the premise that I'm going to have a 300-pound mustachioed daughter? what i always picture for you <laughs> i'm glad i'm not having a kid uh no my daughter's gonna be even if she's <laughs> don't give me that look well okay i don't know i just know you and your brother do you have like girl cousins and are uh, they attractive we, we have girl cousins that were adopted from korea <laughs> okay so you may have a little korean girl much like the gays on modern family exactly i think she's vietnamese although oh amanda does have uh Women in her family that are good looking. See, fifty percent her genes. Right. So it'll be. Are like you a, saying my mom is not super smoking hot? Does she listen to this? 
<laughs> she's listening to it right now. I think she's beautiful. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm going to grow a long ponytail, so maybe she'll <laughs> be into me the way she is your dad. <laughs> so anyway, you understand this idea. You're, you're busting my balls, but there, you're, there's no, going to come I a do, point yeah, at I which do. you have the daughter, and the daughter ha- brings a guy home or is calling a guy all the time or whatever. And, right. you know, like the, the Peter Krause character in Parenthood who's dealing with his daughter, like, buying a broad Victoria's Secret. I thought he had an autistic son. He also has the teenage daughter. I don't I only watched the first okay. one. You only watch it for the young boys, not for the... I only pay attention to the young boys. <laughs> like like uh, Anne Field. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And, and, and I don't want to go to prison for having to murder a guy who's after my daughter. So. Right. Well, but... there's also the Kostariki concern. <laughs> You might have a hot daughter and be attracted to her. <laughs> Especially if she's I, I'm ignoring the cross-rookie corollary. Yeah. Um, but, but then you, if you have a son, I'm worried that he's not masculine enough. Or right. not, you know, like, not, I'm pushing him into sports and he's like, no, nah, I just want to do art. And I just want to play Warcraft. Play, and, and skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dead kid. Yeah. Right. And then here's, here's the ultimate thing. What if, you know, transgender kids, kid? Kids always have some, like, rebellious streak. Right. What if my kid wants to super rebel against me and becomes, like, Giants huge fan. Giants fan? <laughs> that I would, would be, have to smother him with a pillow. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean... What if your kid... Oh, what if your kid, you, you, you know, raised him and, and played baseball all the time, a little leaguer, he becomes a prospect, blah, 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 gets drafted by the Giants? That is that is tough. Because on the one hand, you're like, oh, my kid's a Major League Baseball player. Like, this is amazing. On the other hand, he's a giant. I've thought about this. Really? I have. Because, I, well, I've, I guess I've thought about it if it were myself. And I, I guess I'm reaching the point at which I probably can not admit be that I'm probably not going to be drafted. <laughs> right. Um, I would make it be known through my agent or whoever mm-hmm. that I am vehemently against the Giants. And that if the Giants try to draft me, I will not sign with them. What if that's the only offer? That I you can go you can go pump gas in in Barnesville or you know be a giant be a major league if player. If Barnesville is a real place, I'm going to Barnesville. Okay. I mean, ser- I, I know it may be ridiculous. It is a little ridiculous. But but uh, you got to have principles, and this is one That's of my true. principles. And vice principles. <laughs> we actually don't have a vice principal in our school. No. Yeah, we're not big enough. Should I apply? Enough. Probably not. Right. <laughs> but the vice principals are losing their jobs. So. <laughs> Um, I feel bad for Mrs. Smith. It bringing it back to Full House, being Uncle Joey or Uncle Jesse. I don't know why I would put myself in a situation right. where I'm around young kids. Right, exactly. That I think that's that's the faultiest part of the premise. Like I guess you have the joy of knowing you can just leave, but I feel like they were somewhat obligated to stay there and watch the kids when the dad was right. around, especially because he was playing the widower card. Yeah. If they'd just been divorced, what a jerk. then it'd be like, eh, I'm out of here, you know. Yeah. Michelle's crying and, and saying how rude all night long, and I can't take that. Was that her phrase? Was Michelle the middle one? No, she was the baby, wasn't she? The Olsen twins? The the middle one was the one who said how rude, wasn't oh. she? The little one had a catchphrase, too. Maybe it was her. We need to watch some more Full House. I wouldn't say need. <laughs> is that going to be, our, is that gonna be our, uh, our outro, is Full House? No, because we've already used that. Oh, we have? You're yeah. Right. How about parents just don't understand? Ooh, that's a good one. You like that? I'm writing that down. Nice. Um, any final... I- I'd like to get your thought about parenthood. Like, Yeah, ironically, I agree with everything you've just said, and yet, I'm going to have a kid someday. So you're okay with me silently judging you? Or sure. even not so silently judging you? Sure. 
Okay. Do what you will. I'm not because I'm not one of those people. I, I discount anything that anyone says to me that starts with the phrase "you should." So I'm not going to go to someone and be like, "You should have a kid." Oh, you should do this. You should do that. I don't. Who am I to tell you what you should do with your life? I could tell you, you know what? I really like having a kid, but that's that's me. You know, I don't care. I don't care what you do. In fact, I'm probably going to think it's good you don't have a kid so that I can come over to escape my kid. Ah, excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. You will be my, my kidless man cave. All right. Maybe I'll be the Uncle Joey and just live in your basement. <laughs> we'll dig you a basement. <laughs> Please do. You can, you can sit in our garage. We don't plan on putting our cars in our garage. Well, that's... I don't, I don't agree with that premise, but I'm not going to tell you that you should no, park you in really the garage shouldn't. because <laughs> I, I haven't scraped ice off my car in the winter for you know ten yeah. years. But That's you do true. what you want. That's true. You do what you want. Um, live and you know let what, live. You know, I though, say. The other day, I, I drove my car up the the driveway, mm-hmm. mm, awfully tight, awfully mm. tight, and going there and back. Mm, I don't think it's going to happen. How good are you at backing in? You back in? Yeah, still. It's it's. I mean, it was tight going forward. You know, what you need one of those rotating car turnaround things. No, but it, like I didn't even make it all the way to the to the garage, and I was like, "This is really tight." Oh, yeah. Unless like, I get just like between a, your house and the yeah. is it the fence. Unless the I get like a smart or car or a moped or Jeez. motorcycle or something. If you get a smart car, I will leave you. <laughs> I will say you should not have a smart car. How dare you tell me what to, what I? Should. I will hit you with my big car. Will you hit me with your uh, newly acquired shoehorn? I will. Excellent. I will hit you like we used to hit the uh, motorcyclists in Vice City. Mm. In your smart car. In your dumb car. If we got it, Amanda would definitely be the one driving it, not me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I would take her down. <laughs> okay. Um, so even though you totally agree with me on the parenthood front, you uh, plan on taking that plunge someday, huh? Yeah, someday. Yeah. When I'm through living my own life. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other thing. And I'm totally willing to admit it, I'm very selfish. Right. Both Amanda and I are. Right. And we don't want to give up the t- our time with each other and our time, you know, the ability to do what we want to do. Exactly. That's how so, I feel right now. I'm not going to lie to myself and say... I like things like traveling, going to nice restaurants, and sleeping through the night, so the time just is not right. <laughs> exactly. And when you... I, I wish you luck when you uh, get past that time of... Uh, of uh, Enjoying those things. Enjoying life. (laughs) Thanks. But until then, hopefully your interest in robots will keep you safe. (sighs) Yeah. All right. All right. That's a podcast. That's a podcast. Live life like you're gonna die. Because you are. Maybe you won't suffer. Maybe it's quick. But you'll have time to think. Why did I waste it? Why didn't I taste it? You'll have time. Cause you're gonna die. You're gonna die.